0: Duncan Minty, insurance ethics expert. Great to have you back on the program with us.
1: Thanks, Andrew. No, it's good to be here. Yeah.
0: We, uh, in our previous two segments, which I, I highly recommend if our viewers haven't seen them, we've talked about trust. We've talked about fairness. Of course, we're talking about ethics throughout this whole thing. And I think this is a great way to round it all up with the culture piece. So for me, I firmly believe fraud fighting can be accomplished if it's within the culture of the organization, but I think ethics go the same way so let's start at the very top. How should leadership at insurance companies be looking at ethics?
1: I think that uh, you know those in leadership positions have got to be understand the ethical side of um, of counter fraud they understand that it is an ethical thing to do, and everyone agrees with that but the practicalities of how to run a counter fraud operation. Uh, within a good ethical culture is something, I think, which everyone's you know going to be working on progressively to get right and to improve on. And I think that um, you know, leadership on ethics is, is always a challenge because these people are very busy, but they need to, I think, do almost two things. They need to give a strong commitment and, and follow themselves up in it. And I think they then need to put the decisions on how to operationalize that Through to the middle management people and support them in that delivery, so that those people at the more towards what we call here in the UK the coal face of kind of fraud can feel empowered but also supported in tackling some of the sometimes ethical questions and dilemmas which can arise as to can we do this should we do this, Um, and I think that you know part of that is is encouraging. Uh, A diversity of voice within counter fraud operations, um, and a more challenge, a diversity of opinions, and and it's like any team is that um, if there is a good mix of people, they will uh, deliver better outcomes, Um, and I think counter fraud is absolutely part of that, and. Yeah, the the last aspect of of a sort of leadership culture is that it's got to adapt to the digital age. You know, there's the way in which data is gathered, analytics used. This has to fit within the ethical culture of the wider firm uh, uh, because that's insurance based and um, it's got to be as one talking to the same uh, tune sheet. Yeah, yeah. it all sounds good in theory, right? And I
0: haven't I haven't heard anybody disagree with these these concepts, but at the end of the day, there's no action without accountability
1: right yeah, I think that um you know the counter fraud makes some big decisions with big implications for people for the sector and um they have there's an accountability structure needed to this to make sure that the confidence that the people within the insurance company within the- the insurance community within the public overall have in those decisions that they' are right ones the fair ones that um They're being properly monitored. That is all what accountability has to be uh, delivering. And there is a tendency, I think, though, in insurers to see counter fraud as a somewhat technical in-house thing that uh, others shouldn't get involved in. And I think that's part of the culture in a few firms which need to be they need to tackle that because um, there needs to be more independent thought and input into counter fraud. Uh, not on a technical basis, but just on the ability to challenge, to bring in different voices, to to make sure that people are making the right decisions on an ongoing basis. And you know, I think the last part of accountability is that they need to know that they're delivering the outcomes that they intend to. So this is all about feedback loops and and hearing uh, f- feedback results from uh, customers, from staff uh, about how well we're doing this and are we delivering the right results. So. I think all those things will make uh, a big difference to getting that public support. Yeah,
0: and that culture has support from top to the bottom and across every part of the organization. Um, I'm just kind of curious, Duncan, to hear your vision for the future of, of ethics and insurance and, and counter fraud and the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I think that you know the state has come a long way in something like the last five to eight years. There's been a, almost a sea change in, in attitudes and capabilities and in the results being delivered. And for that to continue and to be built upon, I think that um, it's that shared commitment based upon shared standards that the public support, that the sector supports to deliver counter-fraud outcomes, that is really going to be at the heart of the success of the counter-fraud community in the future. I think that insurance companies have to be building for that now because I think that um, data analytics is fine. It's all there. It's uh, Many firms have it. Uh, many firms will be doing the same thing with it. But those who want to secure the trust of the public and their consumers, their customers, are those who will put trust mechanisms into place in counter fraud as well as anywhere else to deliver the outcomes that cause those people to say, I want to do business with this firm for longer and for more. Yeah. Putting, putting
0: trust at the top is a really good way to start, I think. Duncan, hmm. thank you so much. It's been really nice chatting with you. I, I love your, your thoughts on the industry and ethics and the challenges that we're all facing. Thanks so much for, for sharing your ideas with us today. That's great. Now, I've enjoyed it too. And thank you, Andrew, for inviting me. My pleasure.